What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to the 83rd chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the COVID-19 Conspiracy Theories episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. So, as some of you may know, I once mocked the world's early panic over coronavirus on this podcast. (laughs) Now, I was wrong. And Jake was right. I wouldn't go that far, but I was definitely wrong. (laughs) Mm. And I've prepared... No no sweeter three words have ever been spoken. I've prepared a short written apology to address the issue, just because I didn't want to mess up my words here. So I'm just going to go ahead and read that. All right. I had a conversation with Gina Smith this morning when I arrived in Atlanta, and I told her about my love of the Appalachian Trail. And I used to organize hiking trips, actually, when I was in high school. I would get a soccer coach or a football coach to act as chaperone. Yeah, yeah. And and then I'd get folks to pay me 60 bucks each or whatever it was to take the trip. And then off we'd go and have these great adventures on the Appalachian Trail. Uh, fuck. Huh? I don't think that's... Okay, so I, I actually, I'm being told that, that I mixed up my notes with Mark Sanford's apology to the people of South Carolina for cheating on his wife. Um, oh. Okay, wait. Let me find my shoes. That's kind of weird. I just have yeah. some too much papers here. Just kind of weird to just have that on deck. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Found it. Found it. I do plan to return to golf one day. I just don't know when that day will be. I don't rule out that it will be this year. When I do return, I need to make my behavior more respectful of the game. Golf. Okay. Yeah, you don't play golf. Yeah. You don't play any sports, as far as I know. Oh, that was Tiger Woods apologizing for cheating on his wife. So do you have, uh, like, just, just, just a, a database of uh, infidelity apologies on your phone or something? No. No, honestly, a lot of my notes here have nothing to do with infidelity. Yeah. Here, actually, I found my apology. <laughs> this one's actually in my handwriting, so this one's for sure me. Okay. Okay. All right. Fair. I want to apologize specifically to everyone in the Jewish community for the vitriolic and harmful words that I said to a law enforcement officer the night I was arrested on a DUI charge. Uh... Huh? Ah, fuck. It looks like Mel Gibson has similar handwriting to me. Oh, boy. Well, I can't find this thing, so I'm... I think I'm just never going to (laughs) apologize. All right. Well, well, I guess that was expected. This week's episode is about the coronavirus and the many conspiracy theories this global pandemic has spawned. Now, for this, we have our best researcher on the case, Jake Rokitansky. Thank you. But something tells me Travis will be frequently interrupting him with more researched information. But before all that... QAnon News. First up, I have the subreddit The Donald is all but dead. The subreddit R the Donald, which is highly influential in the uh, online pro-Trump circles, is uh, basically dead, even though it technically isn't suspended yet. All of this drama began back in June when the subreddit was quarantined. Uh, it's suspected that the Donald was quarantined due to violent threats. Uh, apparently during that time, there was a legislative standoff between uh, Democratic Governor Kate Brown of uh, Oregon and uh, Republican legislators. After the governor threatened to use 
state law enforcement to compel the legislators to attend legislative sessions in the Capitol, people on the Donald started making threats of armed retaliation towards the governor and law enforcement. And that obviously can't be had. So uh, this this escalated. No, no, not, not at all. <laughs> So uh, this escalated uh, a few weeks ago when the admins of Reddit removed several mods from the Donald for encouraging continued violations of Reddit's content policy. This led to like more battling between the admins and the mods until the moderator set the, the subreddit so that only approved submitters can make new posts. And this is apparently very few people. Since the change, the only posts on the sub have been a few moderator posts uh, linking to Trump tweets or making announcements. And also, this is interesting, photos of conservative activist group uh, Judicial Watch's president, Tom Fitton, uh, flexing his sick <laughs> biceps. Why? So, so, I don't know, because uh, he, he's... Uh, he's part of this? Yeah, he's well, he's just very admired on the Donald. So yeah. lo- lots of lots of beefcake sh- of shots on the Donald right now. Mm. So while um, some users are happy with the new subreddit takeover by Tom Fitton, uh, dubbing the sub uh, R the Fitton, many are not so pleased that the moderators seem to be actively killing the subreddit in order to get uh, more of their users to go to their offsite forum, the Donald.win. Wow, man, RIP to a uh, real one. Yeah, that's, they had they, a good run. They did, they did. They hugely influential, many yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. Some not, of, not even being sarcastic. No, right? no. I mean, probably the most influential pro-Trump social media platform. Yeah, some yeah. of the, all the, the greatest uh, pro-Trump memes came straight out of the Donald. So uh, uh, yeah. RIP to a real one. Jake's entire inner ecology. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my entire chemical makeup is just uh, threads, <laughs> memes, yeah. uh, arguments. Yeah. For my second story, QAnon followers think that the coronavirus pandemic is all part of the plan. So I've been getting a lot of questions about like what exactly does the uh, uh, the QAnon community think of the, uh, the uh, ongoing very serious pandemic that uh, we're all dealing with right now. Have you ever wondered who's in charge of the world? It's Italians. We need to kill 3,000 of them. Well, their take on it kind of like depends upon who you ask and when you ask them. So Q has made no comment at all, actually, about the pandemic. So that has left QAnon followers to spin their own theories about what it means. Before the virus became a serious concern here in the United States, the, the QAnon narrative was that the pandemic was a cabal plot. For example, here's what Joe M., a.k.a. Storm is Upon Us, had to say about the matter on February 28th. The coronavirus was a deliberate biological terror attack by the globalist cabal, which they are using as the pretext to make massive simultaneous stock sell-offs to crash the economy in the run-up to the 2020 election to hurt Trump. Simple as that. Although that sentence was not very simple. It was not very simple. That's actually an incredibly (laughs) elaborate, impossibly complex and competent plot you just described. Patriots. My Corona. (laughs) Patriots, can you withstand the power of a four-minute-long run-on sentence with no punctuation, multiple changing subjects, (laughs) in which I in which I literally misspell the word Corona. However, as it became more obvious that the pandemic was very real, serious, and disruptive, then a different narrative rose in popularity. Namely, that the pandemic is a pretext to start the storm of mass arrests that they've been waiting for so very long. Uh, For example, here's what QAnon promoter Liz Crokin had to say about it. If you've been following me and if you've been following Q, 
since 2017, Q has been talking about these mass arrests, and Q has also been talking about how when these arrests happen, there will probably be many days of darkness, um, social media might go down, the National Guard's going to come in, the military will be used to arrest these people, and that is what I believe is happening right now. Uh, here's what Dylan Wheeler, aka Education for Libs, had to say about the coronavirus. The coronavirus was a premeditated attack by the deep state designed to generate mass hysteria, crash the economy, quarantine the masses, and push mandated vaccines. But Q flipped it into a white hat operation and is tactically using it to destroy them. See, it's a, it's a 4D chess thing where it's like it was it was the pandemic was a, a, a part of the cabal. But now Q was patriots are control in control. And yeah. now Q was somehow using the pandemic. They bounced the bi- virus and pushed it back to you. Their rubber, your glue. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that Q is somewhere in a lab just torturing multiple macaques, like trying to get to the bottom of this virus to flip it somehow yeah. and make it into another <laughs> thing. And then he re-releases That's a great it. story. We should. He goes out and fucking poisons people again with the the anti one. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing. None of it makes sense. But I think this this tweet really kind of like just illustrates how these conspiracy theorists think. They think these major world events aren't just uh, freak happenstance that are caused by many complicated overlapping factors. They're just two opposing forces working against each other. That's how basically how you understand current events. Which is it's just nonsense. It's all part of daddy's magic trick. Yes, it's all part of daddy's magic <laughs> Yeah, it's like they, they unleash a virus on the world. Like, I go into a lab, like, do some work, like, look at some papers, and, like, I come out with, with a way to take it away from using the virus on good people and instead turning it back onto the people that started it. Totally. So here's how one more QAnon follower speculated that the pandemic was a deliberate part of the QAnon plan. Is Corona virus with a one the trump card one exposes msm lies two sets up new financial reset three works as cover for arrests slash indictments four closes foreign supply lines forces buy usa boosts new economy five Sets up sites for holding bad actors. I do have a friend who just bought a Chevy Volt, uh, and he, you know, used to buy uh, uh, Japanese cars. So maybe they're right. What? No, they're not right. They're not right. They're probably but, right. No, they're not right. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Again, a pretty compelling not, point from Jake Rockettansky. Uh, something really fascinating is that a lot of these conspiracy theorists, their natural inclination is to say that, oh, this is all either completely fake uh, MSM panic or even deeper down the rabbit hole saying like this is like you know the Illuminati this is sort of a, a, this is all evil yeah and but oftentimes both at the same time lungs filling with water to own the lips to own the lips Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> uh, listener this week uh, I am broadcasting to you pre-recorded uh, from a hidden bunker uh, somewhere in the heart of Los Angeles. We're always pre-recorded. Uh, the other day, <laughs> the other day, I noticed I had a slight sniffle. <clears throat> the sniffle turned into a sneeze, <clears throat> and the sneeze. Uh oh, <clears throat> Julian is already no, infected. No, no. Either that, or he's or he's hitting the chronic. 
one of the two. I'll pretend that he didn't text me last night at 3 a.m. saying, I don't know if I have the coronavirus because I've been smoking so much weed. (laughs) Allegedly. Anyways, I report to you, dear listener, with a little tickle in my throat and an ever-growing fear that uh, the coronavirus has gripped my uh, tiny household. Or it could just be like a cold because I was out in the rain. It's been raining here, and yeah. I, I get a little cold any time that, you know, the, the weather sort of shifts. So I'm pretty sure it's that. Uh, but uh, just out of concern for Julian and Travis, uh, I've decided to mm. record from my abode today. Uh, yeah. So Miss you, Jake. Thinking of you. Jake, I'm just so glad that for us, you did the laziest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. <laughs> it is uh, exciting. <laughs> That uh, everyone gets to feel like a hero for being like yeah. just a, a lazy homebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, here's the deal. If if I had come over and, and it what you know, it obviously was just some sort of cold. But either of you guys had caught it, you would then be worried if the cold that you had was just my cold or the coronavirus. So. The thing is, what I actually did is save you uh, right. heartbreak and anxiety later on. Coronavirus Conspiracy Theories Number 1. The Coronavirus Has HIV DNA When the virus began to break mainstream, (laughs) scientists called the virus novel, meaning no one in the scientific world had seen anything quite like it. (laughs) Fortunately for the scientists, Anans flocked to the internet with five, even six or so theories as to what was really going on. Reports had surfaced on various comms that scientists in India had found similarities between COVID-19, the now-titled superbug devouring China, and HIV. Yes, the post says, from our conspiracy that you've shared with us here, Jake, says, um, Jesus. Uh-oh. Indian scientists have just found HIV-like virus insertions in the coronavirus that are not found in others. This may mean the virus was designed Link to paper and comments. The tweet that he's quoting is from a guy named And Ranganthan. He's uh, he is verified, uh, and the tweet is, "Oh my God! Indian scientists have just found HIV, AIDS, virus-like insertions in the 2019 NCoV virus that are not found in any other coronaviruses. They hint at the possibility that this Chinese virus was designed not fortuitous. Scary if true. Oh, so responsible. Yeah. The if true, always a responsible yeah. journalistic <laughs> approach to anything. This told Anand's two things. One, they were safe because none of them were gay, who as far <laughs> as they knew were the only people who could get HIV. The second was that the virus was 100% lab designed, clearly let out on purpose by the deep state to tank the markets, control the population, or worse, an elaborate plot to kill President Trump without making it look like a hit. All the while, they would use the pandemic to smear the president ruthlessly as the Democrats were quickly approaching an unwinnable election. Of course, this was all old hat. Anons have long since known that HIV, on its own, was a man-made creation used to decimate various fringe communities as well as entire countries in an effort to establish the new world order. In the coming months, Anons watched in horror as it all came true. None of them contracted the virus, but the media ruthlessly attacked the Trump administration for their perceived missteps in handling the virus. It was crystal clear to Anans that Trump was doing the best he could, seeing that he had already contracted the virus, and as a person who neither exercised nor took care of his body in any way, was extremely at risk. But I know my, and the internet's word, might not be enough for you, dear listener. 
So I've tasked Travis View with digging into these theories on his own, and I look forward to hearing all the hard data to validate all of the above claims. Well, Jake, I actually, I did look into it, but that's that's not what I found, Oh, uh, unfortunately. Before I go on, I want to issue a quick caveat that, that I am going to be talking about sciencey things in this episode. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical doctor. But he uh, fucking loves science. I do. I do enjoy it a lot. But um, I, think, I think the last uh, science <laughs> class I took was marine biology in 2002 at a community college class. I just want to add that disclaimer. That's all. But uh, I can look at what scientists have said and then share it with you the best as I can. So this claim uh, about uh, HIV uh, insertions in the coronavirus uh, originated in a since-withdrawn paper titled Uncanny Similarity <laughs> of Unique Inserts in the 2019 NCOV Spike Protein to HIV, GP120, and GAG. Those are just proteins. Don't worry about that. GAG. GAG. Yeah, it's a protein. Yeah. So uh, this paper was not actually published in any peer-reviewed scientific journal, but rather appeared on a preprint server called BioRxIV. And this server is where scientists post work that hasn't yet been vetted. Uh, the paper claimed to have identified four insertions in a specific protein of COVID-19 that are not present in other coronaviruses, but which look the same as key structural proteins of HIV-1. The paper said that the finding is quote, unlikely to be fortuitous in nature. So that misled many people into believing that the supposed HIV inserts were engineered by humans, but that's well, not yeah, the case. Maybe if scientists didn't post QAnon, like, yeah. I mean, unlikely to be fortuitous in nature <laughs> yeah. is literally like how yeah. many coincidences? <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, seems suspicious to me well, putting this in my science paper. The paper itself is apparently based on shoddy research. Those ah. insertions of DNA sequences are real, but some critics yeah. observe that the observed DNA sequences match to a huge variety of other genomes. There's no reason to conclude that they came from HIV. Oh, it's a wait, wait, wait. This it's an Italian doctor, Doctor Wario. <laughs> Those insertions apparently completely consistent with naturally occurring evolution in these viruses. Yeah. So that paper, which is published on January uh, 31st, was withdrawn by the authors two days later on February 2nd. So to be clear, the claim that the coronavirus has HIV DNA is based on shoddy research that wasn't peer reviewed and the authors don't even stand behind. So there's nothing to it. All right. Number two. NCOV 2019 came from a laboratory in Wuhan. December 2019. The rain dripped through the thick haze of smog covering the city of Wuhan. Droplets crept through decaying rafters in the warehouse, landing on the tops of steel cages, each occupied by exotic animals from around the world. The shrieks of baboons and buzzing of stingrays emanated out into the heavy night air. <laughs> yeah, they sound like refrigerators. According to the Mockingbird Media, the 2019 novel coronavirus began here at the Hunan Seafood Wholesale Market when the wrong bat met up with the wrong squid. <laughs> but is it really believable that one of the hundreds of bats in the market happened to poop on or swap saliva with one of the hundreds of other animals consumed by humans at the market that led to the creation of this nasty virus? Or is it more likely that the virus was created or being stored in a biosafety level 4 lab just miles from the animal market the virus was said to have originated in? In a 95% upvoted post, a user on our conspiracy writes, according to Wikipedia, there's only one biosafety level for the highest level lab in China, and it's in Wuhan, where the coronavirus outbreak started. 
how many coincidences before mathematically impossible. Another Redditor found something even more horrifying. I already posted this many times, but here the same PSL4 facility in Wuhan was also studying the same family of viruses as the current one. Clicking the link led me to an unsecure webpage that claimed to be part of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The name of the scientific paper displayed? Bats in China carry all the ingredients to make a new SARS virus. Oh, how nice of them to come to the potluck equipped. I was grateful that the scientists who had written the paper had simplified the language for those of us without PhDs. <laughs> Travis, were you able to find anything more concrete? Well, oh, I would say God. that... Just a big red title. Yeah. Just a giant red title. <laughs> so, yeah, well, Reddit does have a lot of interesting information about the coronavirus. I tried a different route into my research. Uh, specifically, I went to scholar.google.com. Oh, nerd website. Yeah, I like a nerd. Why would you use that? It's compromised intel. NCOV 2019 origin. And do you know what I found out when I did that? It turns out that over the past few months, scientists in several uh, laboratories all over the world have been working on the question of where the novel coronavirus came from. But the scientists, instead of answering the question with Google Maps and blurry JPEGs, did it by analyzing genomes. I also learned that they are have all independently discovered that the genome is very similar to a, uh, a, a genome of a bat coronavirus known as RATG13. And therefore, the evidence suggests that the virus originated in nature and not a laboratory. For example, uh, here is the conclusion of a study from a Chinese scientist that was published in the journal Nature. The close phylogenetic relationship to RATG13 provides evidence that 2019 NCOV may have originated in bats. Here's the conclusion of a study from a team of Greek scientists uh, published in the journal Infection, uh, Genetics, and Evolution. The levels of genetic similarity between the 2019 NCOV and RATG13 suggest that the latter does not provide the exact variant that caused the outbreak in humans, but the hypothesis that 2019 NCOV has originated from bats is very likely. There is also one analysis from a scientist named Trevor Bedford uh, for the University of Washington and Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. Uh, Bedford examined the difference in nucleotides between the two viruses in light of presumed rates of mutation in other coronaviruses. And that analysis suggests that the two viruses shared a common ancestor 25 to 65 years ago. So they're very precise in where this, this virus came from. There's a lot more, but you get the point. Uh, a letter published in the March 7th issue of the medical journal The Lancet affirmed what all research into the matter has concluded. We stand together to strongly condemn conspiracy theories suggesting that COVID-19 does not have a natural origin. Scientists from multiple countries have published and analyzed genomes of the causative agent, severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2, and they have overwhelmingly concluded that this coronavirus originated in wildlife. Even assuming that the virus originated in bats, as the data suggests, that doesn't necessarily mean it was transmitted directly from bats to humans. They may have been an, sort of an intermediate animal between, between those two. Uh, researchers suspect that the mystery intermediate animal was present uh, in that live animal market in Wuhan, China. So before we, we move on here, are we sure the Chinese didn't just do like a kind of Chinese version of a turducken with the bat at the center? So, the, yes, yeah, so that's 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 a, that's an excellent question. Uh, so uh, we know it wasn't engineered because, like, no known lab anywhere 
in the world was working on the bat coronavirus RATG13. In fact, we only know we only know of that virus because it was found in a cave in 2013. Mm. So working laboratories, they published the research. So we would know if uh, someone was working on a virus that was similar to NCOV 2019. Sorry, I got a little bored halfway through. Stop yeah. listening. But yeah, well, yes. I, it, Interesting. Sure uh, and I have a follow-up question, yes, Travis. Jake. How uh-huh. do we know? How do we know that the scientists didn't just use the bat coronavirus to engineer a human virus as a bioweapon? Well, I mean, so do you think that like serious scientists they like check the genome to see if there's like any evidence it was like made by like Hinchpin in a secret you know uh, volcano laboratory or something like that now I've seen some well, pictures of like a bat boy yes well yeah well yeah but you're also you're, but you're not taking into account that that cabal scientists you know they, they maybe they secretly genetically engineered the virus so that nobody knew they were working on the bat virus they you know they you know they can just destroy the evidence that's and what a, you know cabal does and the myth of batman that's another thing that's been in our culture for a while that's true but uh, here's what I can tell you. So researchers have examined the virus for evidence of genetic uh, manipulation. It turns out that the genomic evidence does not support the idea that NCOV-19 is a laboratory construct. And for that, I would direct you to the to a paper called The Proximate Origin of SARS-CoV-2. So the primary author of that one was Kristen Anderson for the Scripps Research uh, Lab in La Jolla, California. So apparently, here's how new viruses are made in the lab. They start with a well-known virus called a virus backbone, and they use kind of as they use it as a virus template. And then they change or disrupt DNA sequences in that virus to observe how those changes affect the virus's characteristics or phenotype. So this is a method called reverse genetics. At so, that point, they start eating a really sloppy sandwich with a lot of sauce in it and laughing, <laughs> just kind of high-pitched laughter. So if the virus was lab engineered, it would be based on one of the virus backbones. But that is not what researchers have observed. Here's what the paper says in part. They're like, we know what the Satanist cabal scientists do. This is exactly how they proceed with creating viruses. This isn't the it's, case. It's, it's, <laughs> but they're telling you that the, they're like, no, we do this all the fucking time, okay? It doesn't have all the earmarks of our evil plot. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, man. I've made a lot of viruses in my time. Let me tell you something. This piece of shit virus is a worth, worthless imported virus. This looks like Chinese construction. Well, I mean, making new making new viruses is important for uh, the development of vaccines, for example. Uh, wrong. You're not on the right episode. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. It's too much science. Julian's gotten bored. I can yeah, hear him self-destructing right. in the yeah, background. Right, right, right. This is... He's looking to start a fight because he's too dull. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. I can hear it. He's got, he's got so that antagon- antagonizing I'm tone. so stupid. All right. So here's what the paper says. If genetic manipulation had been performed, one would expect that one of the several reverse genetic systems available for beta coronaviruses would have been used. However, this is not the case, as the genetic data shows that SARS-CoV-2 is not derived from any previously used virus backbone. Yeah, so that settles it. This could only have been created in nature, not a laboratory. So you're saying I'm right. God damn it, Jake. I think he's right. (laughs) (laughs) Jake was right about the coronavirus. He was worried in advance. Yes, he's He's right right about about QAnon. 
But uh, not 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 the creating the lab part. There's zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right that. about the this general by- sort of sweeping the sweeping sort of uh, plot right. points. I'm I'm not I'm not good with details. It's never been my thing. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Which, by the way, means that all of this bellicose talk against China, like oh, we need to you know strike back at China, is insane. Yeah, you can go back uh, to hating uh, them for other reasons. Yeah, like but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but like all the like the weird like as if this was a deliberate plot wholly detached from reality. Yeah. Number three. There are two strains of the virus. As the virus surged, disturbing videos began to surface on Twitter. A thread from a man claiming to live in Wuhan posted dozens of grotesque clips of people appearing to keel over in the streets and convulse. One video after another showed people laying in the streets, twitching as other mass citizens walked around them. He claimed that there were two strains of the virus, one that felt more like the common cold and was not severe. The other led to near instant pneumonia and had a much higher mortality rate. Even worse, he claimed that some of his videos depicted people who had caught the virus a second time and that this was a certain death sentence as the virus was able to adapt better to the body's immune system. The threat has since been removed, but Julian and Travis can confirm it exists because I believe I showed it to them over a month and a half ago when I stood in Julian's kitchen eating a piece of toast and proclaimed that COVID underscore 19 was going to be a thing. I will say that there, it is true that that there is two strains of uh, the coronavirus, but but it's not not quite Aha. as but yeah, but but it's not quite as dramatic as as uh, people are making out to be. So the fact that there, well, no, I mean we we could just kind of leave it at the part that I got right. You don't you don't really <laughs> no, have to sort of die. So uh, so this is based on a paper called "On the Origin and Continuing Evolution of SARS-CoV-2," which was published in the journal National Science Review. Scientists from the Peking University in Beijing study the viral genome, which was taken from 103 cases. The team identified two types of the viruses uh, based on differences in the genome. So 72 of those studied, they categorized as an L-type virus, and 29 were classed as an S-type virus. So the authors of the paper did speculate that the L-type virus is more, quote-unquote, aggressive than the S-type. However, the paper's authors later issued a correction saying that the word aggressive gave the wrong impression. This is what the uh, correction says. We uh, now recognize that uh, within the context of our study, the term, uh, quote, aggressive is misleading and should be replaced by a more precise term, quote, a higher frequency. So there's not any evidence that that there are medically distinct. More evidence is forthcoming. Obviously, a lot of research is being done into the matter, and so maybe they are, mm-hmm. but there's no evidence that like one is like is, is super, super deadlier than the other or something like that. Do we have it's dunk tanks for these people yet? Do dunk tanks? Yeah, we just throw the, <laughs> and then it hits the, tr- it triggers the little thing, and they fall into What, the what tr- for the scientists? Well, I mean, the way he's putting it, it's just kind of a higher frequency, you know? It's just, well, g- g- they gotta be precise. Oh, They're scientists. Okay, well. I'm just yeah. asking for a dunk tank. They don't. They could do it like the last hour of the day. They have a long day, I know, but fair enough. Julian All right, Julian. Dunk, well, maybe if you want to use some of your Patreon money to organize that, uh, yeah. You know, I don't think anybody's going to stop you, except perhaps the scientists. If there were like a like a a more like progressive sort of like QAnon movement, like I think instead of having hangings at Gitmo, you just have sort of like dunk tanks at the oh, fair with yeah. Julian. They would get gacked. They would get gacked with the with the green goo, dude. Yeah, into the tube you'd, with you. You'd, yeah, you, you'd send them through some like double dare obstacle course. Oh, you know, we're have very them have sorry. to like reach into a big nose. 
Hillary Clinton was gassed <laughs> at the uh, new Six Flags on Guantanamo. And you could televise it all ages. Oh, we don't waterboard people anymore. We just make them do the Tower of Terror yeah. three times it's in like, a row. It's like, all right, Barack Obama, you got to dig through the cheese pizza and find the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, people were welded inside of their apartments in China. <laughs> <laughs> This one's a, this is fantastic. In similar threads on Twitter, citizens in Wuhan migrated from the heavily censored platform Weibo and flocked to Twitter to give Anans the real behind the scenes look at the outbreak. Videos emerged of police in full hazmat suits, armed with pistols, cocking their guns and heading off down a street with grave looks on their faces. There was a video from an American on a military transport plane getting instructions shouted at them from soldiers in full on outbreak style containment suits holding megaphones. <laughs> Woof, woof, absolutely wild shit, boys. This video in particular scared the absolute shit out of me and sent me down a glorious rabbit hole that leads me to the next video that scared the shit out of me. A video of men in hazmat suits welding what are said to be apartment doors shut in an effort to contain the virus and with the understanding that humans can neither be trusted nor follow rules. The only solution to permanently trap them until they got better or fucking died. Soon after, perhaps one of the COVID-19's pandemic's most chilling videos made its rounds on the World Wide Web. Taken from a man in Wuhan's apartment, he appears to have captured the tortured screams of those trapped inside their tiny apartments, slowly losing their minds. The true part of this is that in Wuhan, which is the epicenter of the, the outbreak, uh, you know, people were trapped in their um, apartments for weeks or months at a time. Yeah, that is true. The uh, the other part of it, you're talking about like, yeah, the uh, videos of uh, doors being welded shut. Those were circulating on social media. Uh, that might be true, but I wasn't able to confirm uh, the authenticity of those videos. If those were specifically because of the outbreak, I don't know if they were old videos. I yeah. couldn't get, I, I don't know if they what where exactly they came from. So, I mean, I don't want to um, discount the possibility that pe that people in uh, Wuhan were sending this, this information out. Um, so that that's possible, but I, I just couldn't confirm it. Think about it. The entire city has been forced to go back into their building and stay in there. Eventually you go crazy and all the teenagers are screaming if there's no parents around there's probably are like just feral teenagers staying in apartments alone isolated from their parents and they get to scream all fucking day jump on the beds They're, oh man terrifying that's now there's now there's the real horror they're having like teenagers left alone the better half of my brain will jump in to say that all of these videos is there's really no way to tell when they were taken uh, if they're in from the same province or if they, you know, somebody sort of compiled every video that they could find of police or hospital workers in hazmat suits, essentially wearing masks and shit. And just, I mean, there, there's no way that we would ever know. So, Nor, nor yeah. can you time stamp like a lot of this material. Yeah, a lot of the material so is on time You don't stamped. know if it's uh, the right place. You don't know if it's the right date yeah you don't exactly. know if it happened or if sounds were added you don't know if it was deep faked i yeah. mean just the level yeah. of stuff. i'm know. sure the but chinese government is up to nefarious of bullshit, course but yeah but i mean that's 
Yeah, it's 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 just some some uh, you know some DLC content uh, for right, the, DLC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coronavirus, for this coronavirus DLC. Uh, decent expansion. ARG number five. Dogs can get it. As more and more intel began to pour out of China, Twitter users, redditors, and Chan folk alike began to discover more and more images coming out of the melee. One particular photo caused far more hysteria than all the rest. It showed a woman walking a tiny dog who was covered head to toe in taped together doggy bags, a makeshift hazmat suit for a little guy. People lost their fucking shit. Life was scary enough, but to know that their little fuzzy buddies were at risk was almost too great to bear. An article surfaced that a dog in China had tested positive for coronavirus. And that was the moment that this researcher lost all hope and had to take a healthy dose of CBD drops. Please, Travis, hopefully your research debunked this definitively, right? Well, Jake, I have good news. I have bad news. Oh, no. So the bad news is that there is one reported case of a dog getting coronavirus in Hong Kong. Oh, Oh, no. Yeah, so um, Hong Kong's Animal Welfare Authority reported a 17-year-old Pomeranian was infected with the virus. That's an old Pomeranian. Yeah, seventeen is is that it's, nice? It's up there. Mm. But according, what are to, you saying? He deserves it. Well, <laughs> no. According to uh, the experts interviewed by the uh, South China Morning Post about the dog, the evidence suggests that the disease was transmitted from humans to the dog, and there's currently no evidence of the disease being transmitted from pets to humans. So the uh, pets aren't a disease vector for mm. in this particular case. You can tell Travis not a real dog lover here. It's uh, missing the point that our pets are going to die and saying <laughs> well, that it's okay because they no, won't give it back to us. No, 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 no. I'm not. Also, I'm not saying there's one single reported mm-hmm. case. It might be a, a, a freak rare thing, yeah. might, but the, and, uh, you know, there might be more data forthcoming. Maybe about, only Pomeranians can get it. Maybe it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a sort of milder not papillions. <laughs> not papillions. Papillions um, immune and grant their owners immunity as well uh, just by living with them. Correct. Number six. The virus is more dangerous than the flu. Or better yet, the virus is more dangerous than the contagion virus. Not the contagion virus. It killed Gwyneth Paltrow. In the 2011 film Contagion, uh, we watch internet favorite Matt Damon and internet least favorite Gwyneth Paltrow battle a deadly (laughs) corona-style virus that sweeps the world. In the film, the fictitious virus has an R-naught of four. Uh, That means for every person affected, uh, they would go on to infect four more people. Pretty scary. Uh, so far, the real-world coronavirus has an R-naught of 2 to 2.5, so it spreads about half as fast as the one in the film. Uh, in comparison, however, the flu uh, has an R-naught of around 1 to 1.5, so more contagious than the flu, less contagious than the contagion virus. Mm-hmm. Okay, another major difference uh, is that coronavirus has a lower mortality rate than the virus in contagion. Uh, that virus killed indiscriminately, whether you were young or old. Uh, the mortality for corona tends to increase the older the patient is, but scientists have guessed that the mortality rate is anywhere from 0.25% to 3%, depending on age and area. There's also lots of new data coming in, so, you know, they're constantly sort of revising those numbers. However, posts from supposed insiders have flooded the boards, including a January 21st, 2020 post where an anon claiming to be working with the Brazilian Ministry of Health made the following statements. 
I'm an epidemiologist working for Brazil's Ministry of Health. I will disclose everything I know so far. These are facts confirmed to my team by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs as we are communicating with China. One, the disease is airborne and spreads asymptomatically for three to five days before showing the first signals that something is wrong with your body. Number two, it's very strange. Since it isn't like any strand of the coronavirus we know, this is just someone had taken different parts and characteristics of other viruses and stitched them together. It's actually surreal and we've never seen something like this before. Number three, numbers are being held down, but not by much like you guys are saying. If it was 90,000, all airports would be closed and any travel would be impossible even by sea. Number four, no effective treatment has been shared with the world yet, but the U.S. says they have a way to deal with it if things get too ugly. They just don't want to disclose it right now. They'll only do it if absolutely necessary. We don't know why yet. Number five, the timeline of the infection is something like this. Zero day infection, 14 day incubation period, three to five days of asymptomatic transmission, seven plus days to be hospitalized. Estimated time to death isn't accurate yet, but from what I've seen, I can say it begins to turn ugly after three to six days after you've been in the hospital. Lungs filled with blood, your digestive system stops working, tons of secretions, very contagious. God help us if this doesn't get under control. Get prepared now. Tons of secretions. That's yeah, just, definitely what a minister yeah. of health would. Just secretions. Someone who all knows the what place. they're talking about would say. Just tons of secretions. Yeah. So this, of course, like whipped the internet into a frenzy. Each night when I return the cab to the garage, I have to clean the cum off the back seat. Some nights I clean off the blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's basically that for for coronavirus. <laughs> I will say, though, like in my fucking, you know, exhaustion and like with all my sniffles and stuff, when I was like, I stumbled upon this like last night, like during all my stupid research. And I was just like, ah, I started to get so anxious. This whole this whole episode and for the premium as well. Obviously, we, we had to watch Outbreak, which is like cheesy, but there's still like it's still like kind of intense in some scenes. And like, oh, this all all of yesterday was just fucking anxiety ridden. Yeah, there's people crying blood in that movie. Yeah, there's people crying blood. I never want to see that unless it's kind of like, um, you know, an exorcism movie. And that's like, you know, one of the ways they know that, you know, the spirits are real or some shit. The lethality of the uh, coronavirus is somewhere in between the seasonal flu and Steven Soderbergh's movie Contagion. Um, um, Very important to make that the spectrum. The spectrum, the spectrum, the units of measurement. It's constructive to make that the spectrum. (laughs) But that still makes it, you know, like extremely serious. Uh, there's one paper that I would I would turn you to. It's called. Um, it was published in the Journal of Travel Medicine. It's titled "The Reproductive Number of COVID-19 Is Higher Compared to SARS Coronavirus," which is pretty straightforward title and just what it sounds. So uh, researchers there found that each person with the new coronavirus could infect between two and four people without effective containment measures. On the other hand, people with the flu tend to infect one three other individuals on average. But of course, there's another element to the dangerousness of the novel coronavirus. That is the inability of our medical facilities to keep pace with sick patients because they lack sufficient resources. Uh, To cite one example, uh, hospitals are already saying that they are running low on the N95 respirator masks that are important to protect healthcare workers. Oh, they've put out an official statement about how to use them wrong, basically. Like how how to tell them there's an official statement. 
explaining how many times you can reuse this non-reusable mask, supposedly. Gotcha. Up to five times, and there's a bunch of precautions, how to make it the most secure, which is essentially what you would do when you reach the apocalypse and go, well, yes, no, I get that this thing's expired, but I need to use it the best way I can. Right. And so they ha- that's where we're at. Already, already, yeah. So so that's the other danger. Um, that Those two things make it a very serious threat. Number seven. Bill Gates owns a patent on the coronavirus. As fear gripped hold of the country and toilet paper shortages put large, healthy dumpers at serious risk, Anans looked to a 2017 video of Bill Gates warning of a worldwide pandemic. We also face a new threat that the next epidemic uh, has a good chance of originating on a computer screen of a terrorist intent on using genetic engineering to create a synthetic version of the smallpox virus or a contagious, contagious and highly deadly strain of flu. Epidemiologists show through their models that a respiratory spread pathogen would kill more than 30 million people in less than a year. And there is a reasonable probability of that taking place in the years ahead. How could Gates have predicted such a thing only three years before the current pandemic? Well, some Anons reasoned it was because he had in fact invented the virus, or at the very least owned stock in it, no doubt alongside other Illuminati members. Other Anons rushed to the billionaire's defense. He had tried to warn us after all. What say you, Travis? The real answer is that no, uh, Bill Gates does not have a patent on uh, the coronavirus. He didn't invent the coronavirus. That's not true. Yeah. So here's why people sort of kind of thought that is that apparently the uh, the uh, Melinda and Bill Gates Foundation, they did fund a research center in England called the Pierre Bright Institute. And the Pierre Bright Institute specializes in the study of viruses that affect farm animals and viruses that uh, transfer from animals to people. But they do not own a patent on the COVID-19 coronavirus. Uh, the Peerbright Institute has a patent uh, for a type of coronavirus affecting animals, primarily chickens. Uh, the the actual the institution actually addressed the confusion between their patent and the the existing you know uh, novel coronavirus in this statement. The Peerbright Institute carries out research on infectious bronchitis virus, a coronavirus that infects poultry, and porcine delta coronavirus that infects pigs. Pearbright does not currently work with human coronaviruses. So it's just there's there's just really nothing to that. Yeah, but he thinks we're all pigs. So oh, that's true. We're basically pigs. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe just creative language there. Yeah. <laughs> Learn the comms. Learn the comms. Nah, dude. I'm just I'm just working on pigs. You know. All of the people who aren't invited to Davos. <laughs> Number eight. The coronavirus is a hoax. At a rally in Tampa, President Donald Trump discussing the coronavirus was heard to remark, quote, it's a hoax. The quote flooded the trades for the next week. People couldn't believe that the president would call something that has infected now over 100,000 people a hoax. However, some internet users were quick to point out that when one listened to the entire speech, the hoax Trump was referring to was the idea that Democrats were blaming him for the whole thing. Nevertheless, internet posters decided that the virus was, in fact, a hoax. Various posts like the following popped up in all the popular boards. Is coronavirus hype an unprecedented case of economic warfare? If any country on the planet could pull off a propaganda exercise on this scale, it would be China. Is the coronavirus quote-unquote outbreak a made-for-the-internet-age production manufactured by China or other bad actor? 
Would this explain the questionable provenance of many of the sketchy videos of people quote-unquote falling in the streets from the quote-unquote virus? Did China deliberately hype up the fallout of this virus outbreak? The reasons for such a deception should be obvious. They just tanked the Western stock market and the repercussions have only begun. Surely, the temporary economic setbacks in mainland China would be worth the devastation wrought on other countries through fear and uncertainty. The more I thought about it, the more genius it was. Stage a wag the dog style virus to tank the markets and become the premier world power. All you need was a handful of Chinese doctors and a handful of thousands of other actors outside of China to pretend they were sick to convince the sheep that the quote-unquote virus was spreading. Even some celebrity doctors like Dr. Drew Pinsky from Loveline warned of the hysteria being drummed up by the media. So Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes, as yes. Mm. Yes. I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes, and we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, If we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists, need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up mm. because you're more likely to die of influenza that's right, what it, right that's now. What... So what do you think, Travis? Is the coronavirus actually a threat to humans, or is it all some sort of brilliant hoax used to bolster Chinese fortunes? No, no, obviously, obviously it's not a hoax. (laughs) It seems to me to be a a gravely serious national and international health crisis, and probably not even going to know how bad it is until, uh, you know, the coming few uh, weeks and months. So, I, I mean, I think I think a good indication of how serious the issue can be can be found in uh, Italy. So the, the disease has hit that country especially hard and is testing the limits of its uh, uh, medical facilities. Um, the, uh, the total number of cases in Italy as of this recording is uh, 24,747. And uh, in the past 24 hours, uh, 368 people have died from it. That's uh, over 1,800 people who have wow. died in Italy due to COVID-19. In a recent New York Times article, Massimo Galli, the director of infectious diseases at Milan's Sacco University Hospital, said this about how the Italian medical system is handling the outbreak. The outbreak has put hospitals under a stress that has no precedence since the Second World War. If the tide continues to rise, attempts to build dams to retain it will become increasingly difficult. It's no fun. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deal. So, yeah, uh, we t- we have two. Uh, we'll we'll end the episode. We actually have two bonus conspiracies. Um, uh, Travis, why don't you do, do you do the first one and then I, and then I'll do the last one. Number one, I, I want to talk about this. And this is the mis- the mystery of Trump's coronavirus test. What a mess. So 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 here's what happened. Here's what happened. So at the at the conservative uh, political action conference and then at Mar-a-Lago, President Trump stood close to people known to be infected with the coronavirus. They tested positive after the photos were taken with Trump. That naturally raised the question of whether Trump has you know uh, been infected with the coronavirus or if they, he's, he's been tested to see if he has. During a press conference on Friday, Trump said that he would get the test done fairly soon. But then a few hours later, shortly after midnight, uh, the White House press secretary uh, released a note from the White House physician saying that Trump didn't require testing and that he uh, wouldn't self-quarantine. But then hours after that, during a press conference on Saturday, Trump said that he took the test the previous night. Like, 
after this supposed note was released. Mm-hmm. And then and then shortly after that, there was another doctor's note saying that the test uh, was performed and it came back negative. What the fuck is going on? Like this is this is here's the thing. It is fucking insane that that we are unable to get a straight answer around some very simple questions. Did the president get tested and then when and then uh what was the result these are really simple sort of like you know binary uh so that anyone yeah. could answer but yeah they're unable to get a straight answer out of the white house over the course of a bizarre uh you know 48 hours yeah well there's a portion of every episode in which you put down your phone to wave your hands around excitedly yes and i always love that part because i know you're triggers <laughs> i am triggers <laughs> i'm very triggered i'm very triggered uh i mean there's lots of theories all it takes is contradicting yourself in every possible way to trigger traffic all right <laughs> just every possible <laughs> angle of contradiction say one thing say the other say you didn't even try to figure it out say you tried it you found <laughs> out but it wasn't this but it was. yeah fuck it hey why not have jair bolsonaro's son go out and say he has it but then go out and say he doesn't have it and that Fox News lied and then have Jair Bolsonaro he go out yeah. and then guess what guys hypernormalization don't look any fucking further you got some circoff shit going on here every fucking message own all the different angles from it it's a failure it's a success it's horrible it's way worse than it was like let's go baby okay all the information profits the people in charge let's take a vote let's take a vote does Trump secretly have the coronavirus since covering it up I'd say probably no. no. I'd say, I'd say probably yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Damn, you're 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 our splitting vote. Yeah. Yeah. God. I mean, I hope. I'm sorry. As usual, obviously, you know me, audience. I hope he gets. God, no, I don't. I don't hope. But the um, the, the, the Rona. <laughs> I want Trump to get the Rona, mate. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. No, I because I don't. I, I have a tough time believing that. I think that maybe the physicians will would fudge the truth probably on behalf yeah. of Trump. But would they come out and out lie and say that he's taken this test and it came back negative? That would be. I I I like. I would hope. I would want to believe that a White House physician wouldn't do that. I saw one tweet. Like I, I think it was a. I'm pretty sure it was a QAnon account. But they were like, no, Trump. Trump does have it, and what he's gonna do, and he's lying about it now, so that next week or in two weeks he can be like. Yo, I, I had it. I'm fine. Everything's good. Like, see, the media's hyping it up. And he's like, he's going to get it and survive it to show us that it's not that big a deal. Ugh. All I know yeah. is that we're going to have libs reading sweat droplets for fucking two months. And <laughs> That's true. We, we true. head towards the pit of QAnon. That's right. That's right. It's like, oh, you looked a little jittery there. Yeah, there's going to be a whole new a whole new podcast that erects to devote its its entire show to whether Trump has coronavirus, whether he had it, whether he still has it, whether he's dead and a new Trump has been grown, you know, to to, to take his place. The army of like single digit IQ libs that are screaming about Ritalin and Dexedrine all fucking day and Adderall on fucking Twitter are going to switch now to like I'm special <laughs> specialist here uh, on the Rona virus for sure. Trump has the virus. He will be dead by tomorrow morning at 12 a.m. <laughs> I stake my entire <laughs> reputation on this. It brings me no pleasure. So for our final conspiracy, uh, this this one's actually a, a little bit more fun, uh, and that's why I think it's it's nice to to end on on, on a somewhat uh, whimsical note. Uh, and the conspiracy is: Was the coronavirus predicted in multiple books, including one by Airport Hudson News legend Dean Koontz? I read a lot of I, Dean Koontz when I was a kid. I think this, there's something to this one. <laughs> 
In Kuntz's 1981 novel, The Eyes of Darkness, he talks of a virus that sounds eerily similar to the one taking place today. The section of the book uh, quoted in a tweet that immediately went viral is as follows. To understand that, Dumby said, you have to go back 20 months. It was around then that a Chinese scientist named Li Chen defected to the United States, carrying a diskette record of China's most important and dangerous new biological weapon in a decade. They call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside the city of Wuhan, and it was the 400th viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Now, uh, interesting at first, uh, but a nice coincidence, uh, as I, I, I think Travis would agree. But as you dig deeper, you come to learn that in the first printing of the book, the virus was originally called Gorky 400 and came from Russia. Uh, Kuntz changed the origin of the virus in later printings uh, for unknown reasons. I, I tried to figure out why he did it. Uh, maybe there, you know, there were more viruses that came out of China. So he's like, ah, it's more realistic if it comes from China. So who knows? But that isn't the only book that references a virus similar to COVID-19. A 2008 book entitled End of Days, Predictions and Prophecies About the End of the World, which I can only imagine you get in, like, the magazine section of, like, mm. Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Um, it, it, but strangely, it brings an even more prophetic passage. <clears throat> and I quote, In around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived, attack again 10 years later, and then disappear completely. So, looking forward to 2030, I guess. Things are just getting weirder and weirder faster. And uh, if you're listening to this, you're one of the pain pigs who was, uh, you know, spend likes uh, spending your uh, quarantine time thinking about it rather than distracting yourself I with it. I guess you are, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, right. Wow. Well, good for you. Because yeah. you're you're a kindred spirit, <laughs> and you're probably more online than usual. In fact, during these very online days, I had a little bit of a message um, to the all the young conservatives out there. All right. I I just really hope that your content goes viral, and that your stats explode and um i would like uh your engagement to um ritualistically decapitate you <laughs> all right uh so just <sighs> just just some so social media tidings for you in your time of isolation again I, I would like you to go viral i rate this episode two panic attacks and a work from home <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Uh, please go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every single week, plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes. There are over 60 of them currently. Uh, when you subscribe, you really help us to stay advertising free, which is, as you know, the way we like it. Uh, we have a Twitch channel now uh, every Monday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. We stream episode premieres, uh, curated story nights with Jake and Julian, video games, uh, lots of other stuff. Uh, join us there at twitch.tv slash QAnonAnonymous. And a big thing to remember here is if you're an Amazon Prime uh, person, you know, first of all, we, won't, we don't judge you. 
And second of all, you don't, we won't tell anybody. But you it do might, have... It might come in handy at a time like this, actually. Yeah, it might come in handy because you could use it as a free sub to subscribe to our Twitch. And we get money, but you don't pay any, which is pretty cool. Uh, so just go to yes. twitch.tv slash QAnonAnonymous and then and you can subscribe through there. And it'll link your... If you link your your uh, Prime account, like I said, you pay nothing and you, you give us a little subscription. helps us grow there. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just like your body is just generating $5 every month that you can do yeah. nothing with, but you can help us make the show even better. So, yeah. you know, it's you know, it's win-win for everybody, except for you, the person generating five bucks and not being able to do anything with it. Well, that's the, the thing is, it's like Jeff Bezos telling you you're using <laughs> five bucks to support uh, the people uh, that, that you're watching, but then, then it takes 250 back on the back end. So really, it's just Jeff Bezos cycling 250. Uh, but yeah, because he just pays himself otherwise. And he gets obviously growth from his platform. So really, it's not anyone and paying anything. But we do get money from it. So please go do the, the very wrong and compromised thing for our benefit. Thank uh, you. Uh, last but not certainly not least, we have a, a, a simple but useful website. Uh, it's over at QAnonAnonymous.com. And you can find merch, T-shirts, uh, mugs, awesome stickers. Um, there's also links to our Discord community. Uh, obviously, our Twitch, our YouTube, Lost episodes, music you've heard on the show that you like. Listener, until next week. <laughs> It's not a conspiracy. It's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Because it's already there. It's been there for years. They just don't want to turn it loose. But I think what's going to happen here is that the, the oil that God's told us, the price of gas is going to go down to $1 a gallon or below. We're fixing to find out if this, is, if this is the time for it or not. But at some point, I believe in, in Trump's second term, he's going to be releasing the cures to diseases. He's going to be releasing the new technology. He's going to be releasing the new, uh, uh, because we're already seeing it with the Space Force. He's going to be releasing the new energies. I believe it's going to be free energy. So at some point, will be free energy all across the earth. So again, the oil is representative of the of the anointing, uh, of, the, of anointing. the blessings of God that are boiling up, for, you know, that are right here in America's hands. So are we going to have to go through a period where things are going to be a little tumultuous? Yeah, we're there. We're, we're, we're coming into it. And here's the other thing I want to remember to tell everybody before I forget. Go to my website at swordrescue.com, S-O-R-D, rescue.com, so it'll be on the screen. I want everybody to print off a copy of the D-Day speech that God had me write to the to the Army of God. Now, when I wrote that speech, I did not really know what it was for. It wasn't until about maybe a year ago that I really dawned on me and got revelation as to why God had me write that speech, Chris. That right. speech is for right now. That speech is for when you start moving into fear Pull the speech out, print it off. You can print it off for free. Have a copy of it. Read it to your family. You know, you want to encourage your family. That was addressed to the army of God right before the invasion. Or, or, uh, you know, Eisenhower put that out right before the invasion. 